Ron Van Dam. He's a man ahead of his time, which means he shows up 15 minutes early for everything. It's incredibly annoying. You're listening to The Ron Van Dam Show, right on time on New England Broadcasting. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night. It's The Ron Van Dam Show. Okay, whatever. Hold on tight, things can get a bit weird, if you like that sort of thing. Hey, welcome to the program. It is the Ron Van Dam Show. I can prove it. It is the Ron Van Dam Show. What more do you want from me? This is going to last about half an hour. It won't hurt that much. This is like uh, filling a cavity. It's necessary, but it's kind of painful in the long run. Thanks for coming. Thanks for coming. Would you like something to eat? I have finger sandwiches. Here, here's my finger sandwich. Oh, that's right, it's radio. You can't see my middle finger, can you? (laughs) That's disgusting. I can't believe I just said that. Welcome to the show. Relax. I'll take it from here. What do you want to talk about today? Why don't you tell me what you want me to talk about? Oh, no. Are you serious? No, I'm not doing that. I will not do that. I have my limits. God. Unbelievable, some of the people that listen to this show, right? I'm telling you. Uh, Well, I don't know if you follow the news. There's really no point. But if you do, uh, on Capitol Hill, they're having hearings with Twitter. Uh, this goes back to the Trump days. Remember those days of the Trump era? Apparently, uh, Twitter, uh, bans people from tweeting. Ooh, it's so trivial. It's not funny. Uh, and, and some Republicans are very upset that they were banned from Twitter for a period of time. Uh, and they're saying to Twitter, you know, you can't ban people. That's illegal. That's like uh, cutting down on their free speech. You can't, you can't stop me from talking through the Twitter thing. And you know what? The bottom line is, yeah, they can because a Twitter is a private company. Facebook is a private company. Uh, if you want to use their services, you have to follow their rules. But then, uh, you know, they're, they're saying, well, you can't change the rules. You can't, like, change rules all of a sudden. You know what? Yes, they can. It's a private company. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. Don't you understand how this works? God. Uh, anyway, those are the hearings that are going on. Um People used to complain about how their tax dollars were spent by having hearings on stupid things. This is how your tax dollars are spent, having hearings on stupid things. Um, (laughs) I mean, come on. You know, 
freedom of speech is a very strange entity. It really is. I mean, it wasn't really well defined in the Constitution. I mean, you think it is, but it really isn't because there are so many arguments to be made against any of those things. And this is just uh, some Republicans uh, angry that they were blocked on Twitter and they're trying to get back at Twitter. I mean, why don't you sue them? Oh, that's right. You can't. You can't sue Twitter for having rules for their company and you want to engage in that company. You have to follow the rules. But they changed the rules. Well, that's it. But what if you block some people and not other people? Uh, Still, I mean, it's not... uh, It's a private company, my friend. (sighs) It's crazy. I I just, uh, you know, it's the old story. You you can't stand in a theater, in a crowded movie theater, and stand up and yell fire. You're not allowed to do it. Uh, There are laws against that. You've caused something uh, on your own volition because you decide to stand up and yell fire. When there was no, but I thought there was a fire. Well, then we can talk about it. You can't do that, uh, you know, but uh, if you have a private company uh, and basically, uh, you know, we make wedding cakes, but we don't make them for gay couples, that hasn't been decided really in a clear manner either. Hey, uh, you know how I answer that question? If there's a situation where a gay couple wants a certain bakery to uh, to, to make a uh, wedding cake and they say, no, we don't do it for gay people because of our religious beliefs, um, and it's a private uh, company that makes wedding cakes, yeah, then go down the street to another store and let all your gay friends know that this place embraces the gay community and they make beautiful wedding cakes and put the put the first place out of business. That's how you do that. That's how you do it. Something that always bothered me, and I don't know if it bothered you or not, are newspapers who write uh, editorial comments when there's an election taking place, especially a presidential election, where a newspaper, which is a private entity, again, it's not a government-issued thing, uh, but a newspaper says, uh, we're the uh, New York Times and we endorse this candidate. I don't like that because I... A major, it's not like Twitter in, endorses a candidate for president either. It's not a smart move. But on top of that, it's just like, who the fuck do you think you are? I mean, let people decide for themselves. Don't use the power of your media to endorse people. You have no right to endorse. You do have a right, but it's just tacky shit is what it is. Papers should not be uh, endorsing things. By the way, there's such a thing in newspapers as called editorials. Uh, If if the editorial said something you don't like, try to sue the paper. It's not going to work. That's a strange country we have, but it's the only way to do it. The only uh, the only way, other way, is, is a dictatorial kind of government where they decide for you. That would piss you off a lot, wouldn't it? You bet your ass it would. So we have to go through this stuff, constantly testing 
testing our boundaries, testing our legal system, testing our rights, testing our freedoms. We constantly have to test this stuff. It's a testy kind of government is what it is. You know the old story, man. Bring the prices down. Uh, help us with our health insurance. All that kind of stuff. And we'll be happy. You can go do your little things and have a good day and, you know, do your little infighting. But at least I'll be able to live comfortably or to survive without worrying about paying for stuff. That's kind of what I, uh, that's my big thing. Let's spend some time on that, shall we? Uh, As I said on yesterday's show, it's so simple. Just have both sides sit down in a room, crack open a beer, and find some middle ground and go with that. Yeah, it's kind of simple. Well, Ron, it's not that simple. It is. It is that simple. What you need, though, are the components that are somewhat respectful and intelligent. Then you're going to get a lot of stuff done, even if you have a difference of opinion. Yeah. It's like working through the marriage. I'm telling you. Again, I think I've said this many, many times before, but you don't remember anything, do you? I know I don't. Uh, I didn't have a very close relationship with my father. He was my father. I was a son. We did shit together. We went fishing once. Uh, he, uh, I was young. He was older. I thought he had visions and intelligence. But he did say to me, I remember the stuff that rang true as I go through my luff, life, or luff, as I go from my luff, certain things that he said ring true. And he was like, right. And one of those things that he said to me, he said things in passing. He didn't even know that it was important. He just said it in passing. It wasn't like he sat me down. Ron, I'm going to give you some words of wisdom. And here they are. It was nothing like that. There was no introduction. He just said things in passing. You know, <laughs> I don't think he meant to say them, but I caught I, I caught him. I caught him. And those were the most effective. He says, uh, you know, he says, you know, uh, Everything's simple. Everything's simple. Break everything down to its simplest components. Then it's easy to deal with. And he was right. Keep it simple, stupid. He didn't say that to me. The stupid part he didn't say. Although I think he would have wanted to. Keep it simple, stupid. And it's true. The more complicated you get, the more intertwined in uh, in poo-poo. Uh, yeah, you know what I'm saying? All right. Did you listen to a lot of stuff that your parents said? You know what? Not at the time, right? Not at the time. When they when they when the parents give advice when you're a teenager, you know, you hear it, but you don't go with it. You know what I mean? It filters into your head, but you but you you go, no, you know, whatever, whatever. You don't follow it. And then the interesting part is later in life, you have your own family, if that's the direction you go in. And all of a sudden, you start to realize, I'm remembering some of the stuff my parents said, and, you know, they were right. It's a revelation. You know, that they were right. Not on everything, but on a lot of stuff, especially stuff you remember. 
But then you freak out. You freak out when that happens, right? When you realize that your parents were right, and that's what, and that's what the same advice you're passing on, you freak out because you say to yourself, oh my God, I'm becoming my parents. <gasps> oh my God, I'm becoming my parents. <gasps> oh no. Like that's a horrible thing. <laughs> you know, worst thing that can happen, I'm turning into my parents. No. scares the hell out of us, doesn't it? Do you know why? Because inside, in our little brains, we want to be better than them. Yeah, my parents did a nice job. They're wonderful people. I respect them, admire them, all that crap. But um, I want to be even better than that. That's my purpose in life, to be even better. Then you realize you're not better. You might even be worse. I mean, that shouldn't be your, your sole reason for existence, but why are you shocked that you're turning into your parents? Why? Oh, here we go. All right, that's enough. That's enough of that music. All right, all right, we get it. That's dramatic. We get it. These little revelations through our lives, right? You know, hey, my parents were right about that. I never realized that before, but yeah. And you know what that's about? You have to be there to understand what's going on. You have to be there to understand what they're talking about. If you're fairly well off in life and, you know, money is a struggle sometimes, but it's okay, you know, you're still, you're making it through all right. Uh, when the day comes, if it comes where you have, you're penniless, you've lost your job, you're losing your house, you can't afford the bills anymore, all of a sudden you understand the struggle and it opens up a whole new understanding. But you couldn't have understood that unless you were there. It's the same as, as how we're brought up, you know, black families have different concerns because we know about the police brutality thing going on. And the President Biden even alluded to this in the State of the Union address. And thank you, Joe, for doing that because that was important to say. If you're white parents, you don't have to have the same conversation you have to have with your kids if you're black parents. Give them all the warnings and how to act and what to look out for. It's different. And unless you're in that situation, you will never quite understand what that is. I'm glad he said that. I'm glad he said that. And that's a fact. You don't really understand. All of a sudden, when you're in a situation that you didn't understand before, your reaction is, oh, my God, uh, I didn't. I, I never understood this. Now I'm in it, and I now I get it. Yeah, that's how we work. That's, that's how we do things here. That's how we do things on this planet. That's how we do things in this civilization. You don't feel for them or understand them until it happens to you. Yeah, I know. That's kind of the problem, I suppose. Um, the other thing my father said, uh, and again in passing, and he was saying it in the sense of, uh, of a clothing drive. He said, Ron, uh, when you're confused, 
and you don't understand why the other people are acting like they are, put yourself in their shoes. And at that point, I thought, well, if I'm disagreeing with somebody, why would I want to try their shoes on? Uh, that was, that's was I was a kid. I thought that, I, I, they've got dirty feet. Why would I want to put their shoes on my feet? It was an expression, apparently. <laughs> put yourself in their shoes. Put yourself in their situation. Um, you can't completely do that again because you're not in it. But at least you can enter uh, mentally into the possibility of why they're coming from where they're coming from, because they're in a different place. Now, we all have different personalities. Some people are assholes. And it's difficult to put your place, put yourself in the place of, of, of an asshole because you're not. That's a little tougher to do. <laughs> Let's see, if I was an asshole, would I think like they, like they do? Well, yes, I would. That's not a big stretch. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, you don't know what the hell I'm talking about, do you? I don't even understand it. Words of wisdom that come from nowhere that kind of make sense. Bottom line, if, uh, if you're having a difference of opinion with somebody, which is basically politics, definition of politics, um, it doesn't take much to figure it out. But when you've got all that other stuff floating around in the same bed with you, like anger, uh, greed, money, hunger for power, then those simple components of disagreement become very clouded with things and it no longer becomes the argument and the differences of opinion. It becomes the surrounding crap and drama. One more time. And that's what I wanted to talk about today. Okay, we're going to take a quick commercial break. My guest will be joining us momentarily. But before that uh, person arrives, there's this. Looking for a fun night out? Check out that bar near your house, now featuring live entertainment all weekend. Friday night, it's one guy and a guitar playing 90s cover tunes and original songs about his recent breakup. Catch a dose of classic rock on Saturday nights with that band fronted by that chick you knew in high school who's still pretty hot after a couple drinks. Sunday afternoons, it's three old guys and a hipster doing their very best to play jazz. And don't miss the big hot Sunday dance party with your DJ, the bartender's second wife's stepson with those weird things in his ears. It's all happening this weekend at that bar near your house. Not too far to drive, just a little too far to walk. We'll see you there. Hello, everybody. How you doing today? Doing great, Ron. Fantastic. Comedian Bill Engvall joins us now. And urologist uh, Dr. Joseph V. DeTrolio joins us as well. Thanks for being here. Uh, thanks to the both of you for discussing this. This is interesting because this is something that people don't discuss. Men don't discuss their yeah. medical things ever. And then you get to be a certain age, uh, where Bill and I, I think, are in the same age group here. All of a sudden, things start happening, and you don't know quite what's going on. And I guess that's the point of our conversation today. Yeah, well, uh, just to show you how it's taken care of, Dr. Joe is actually 105, but he looks wow. great. <laughs> uh, that's incredible. Wow. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. He's, uh, 
He's the, he's the, as far as I know, the oldest guy I've ever met. You know what, though, Ron, you're <laughs> right, joking aside, uh, it is comedians over the decades have made fun of, you know, going in for your prostate exam and all that. Yeah. But I got to tell you, uh, for me, it was a choice that I had to make of, do I want to be around for my grandkids? Mm. Uh, uh, you know, do I want to live a, as long as the good Lord will let me? And all I have to do, like, especially this, as we were talking earlier, especially the problem guys have is if we can't see it, it doesn't exist. Yeah, right. In other words, like that's if right. I have a cut on my hand, I can see I need stitches. That's right. But if my prostate's acting up, I'm just thinking, oh, I'm really peeing a lot, yeah. you know, but, and then we just kind of ignore it because mm. A, it's, you know, at that point, it's not painful. It's not, you know, uncomfortable other than right. the fact that it's like, livable. I'm going to the bathroom. Yeah. So you got to take, you got to take the, take the step. And, uh, as I think, and I'll turn this over to Dr. Joe is just, it's an old, it's that stupid old saying prevention is, what is it? Prevention is nine tenths of things of it. You know, it's like, don't, don't wait for, right. don't, you know, if you're driving your car and the check engine light comes on and you just keep driving it, eventually that motor is going to break down. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and I look at that, like it was saying with the prostate, it's like, it's true. if if I'm getting symptoms of peeing a lot uh -huh. or, uh, getting up several times in the middle of the night, that should, should be, a, it's, it's, it's your body sending you a, a text message saying, Hey, you might want to get us checked out. Well, yeah. I mean, but now, doctor, uh, over a certain age, just about every man pees more frequently. Uh, so it's not necessarily so a problem, but it could be. Is that accurate? It, it, that is accurate. And, and it's a lot of factors going on. If you go back 100 years, the average life expectancy was 53. Really? And uh, yeah, yeah. And number one prolonger of life is antibiotics because most people died from infection. Right. With antibiotics, we've been able to defeat infection and live a lot longer life. Mm -hmm. There was an article in the Wall Street Journal just the other day that said the first person that's going to live to be 200 is already alive today. And uh, mm -hmm. so you got to take care of yourself. You would, you would never, to use your car analogy, you would never take a car from Los Angeles to Vegas without checking it if it's right. 10 years old. Right. The last thing in the world you want to do is get stuck in the desert. Yeah, and that, that's, and, that, that's, that's called uh, 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 getting ready for a situation or preventing it from occurring as, as opposed to trying to fix it once it's a problem. Um, and understanding. Yeah. Understanding the natural aging process. Yeah. Uh, Bill, uh, uh, you're, you're all over the place. Uh, I don't mean it that way. I mean, <laughs> that's... <laughs> Did, did not sound right. You're not the first to say that, Ron. <laughs> uh, it, it sounded that way. You're, uh, you're, you travel the country like almost every day of your life. I know in the beginning of February you're in three different states on, on three consecutive days, which is crazy. Um, so how does one have the time, someone like yourself, even to be concerned about something like this? Do you have to make the time or, or what? Well, I think what you just said is, is for me personally, Ron, is that is why uh, it's important for me. That's why I started taking this urine. I think it's a, it's a supplement. It's not a, it's not a mm -hmm. prescription. It's a, it's just a vitamin, uh, because of what Dr. Joe said that, you know, our diet is not what it used to be. And when you're on the road, like I am a lot, you know, a lot of times your, your eating choices are very limited. So, uh, I mean, while I try to eat healthy as I can, you know, there are times when you're, 
you're having a double cheeseburger or whatever, yeah. a pizza or whatever. Yeah. And if this, in my mind, if this vitamin will help me get through that and keep my, my little prostate happy, then I got no problem. And I'll I tell you what I do. You know, a lot of people, a lot of guys say, well, I just I always forget to say to take them. What I do, and I learned this from my wife, is every night before I go to bed, I have what I need, that you know, my vitamins and statins and whatever yeah. else I'm on yeah. are all right there in a little pile. So right. I have to look at them. And if you have to look at them, you're going to take them, you know, yeah. supposed right. to just put it, put it off in the cabinet somewhere yeah. where it's easy to forget. Yeah. I've always said that that's a, it, that's a landmark of how old you are, how many pills you've taken. Uh, you can you can tell hey, somebody's hey, age. Hey, yeah, that's what, uh, I guess half the battle is uh, is going to see your doctor on a regular basis, making sure that you do that. Uh, you should do that all your life, but certainly when you get to be a senior. Uh, but I guess part two, doctor, would be to to communicate these things to the doctor because some men don't even don't even embarrass themselves, quote unquote, in front of their doctor, which is nuts. Well, that, that, you're exactly right again, because uh, what always. happens is a good a good doctor gets the information with the patient, not mm-hmm. even knowing right. that they're giving the information. What I'll do in the office is, you know, where'd you go? What'd you do this summer? Mm-hmm. By them telling me, I went to Europe, I went here, we walked there. They're telling you, my my heart's okay, I'm doing all right. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't have problems with this or that. And then when you get around to the the urological system, because usually. A urologist is the only doctor um, a man sees mm. in later in life, mm-hmm. unless they have a cardiac problem. But uh, oh. they're gun shy. Yeah. They're well, gun shy to go there. Yeah. And if you don't laugh, they're not coming back. Yeah. So you got to keep them happy, and you got to you got to show concern, and just you know let them realize mm. you're at a point in your life where the people that you interact with are more important than you are yourself. Yeah. And it's important that you are the strong link in that chain yeah bill whenever there's a celebrity that gets involved in something like this i I always like to thank them because we always think that celebrities are like superhuman uh because of their schedules and their uh their celebrity ship and their popularity that they're in a different class and then when you hear that someone like that has the same problems you have um or the same concerns it kind of brings it all back into focus so thank you for doing that Oh, well, thank you for that. That was very sweet of you. Uh, you know, uh, Ron, I just got, because like my demographic is a lot of the Midwest, mm-hmm. uh, uh, South, you know, actually I'm all over, like you said, I'm all over right. the map, but you know, I, and I, and I say this with all due sincerity and not just pumping them up, but mm-hmm. I, you know, I want my fans around. Yeah. I want them to, cool. I want them to come see my shows and, uh, it, nothing makes me sadder than when I hear, I get an email or something that, Oh, my husband's in the hospital with this or that because you know, and I thought I think to myself, I just don't uh, like you said. I'm like you. I'm, I could be your next door neighbor, and if, you know, and I'm not a doctor, but I can tell you that uh, as the older we get, it's like my doctor says, you put a lot of miles on this car, and you know, you you it, you got to require a little more, little more maintenance, and and this is an easy, 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 easy maintenance. Yeah. We're running out of time, but I want to tell you a quick little story. I went to a concert recently here in the Boston area, and they had an intermission, and I had to go to the bathroom. And I went to the men's room, and there was a line around the whole facility to get in there. It was like a 15-minute wait. The, 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 line, the line to the ladies' room, 
not so bad. It was just like, wow, that's changed. Yeah, and I think what would be funny, Ron, is if you had had the wherewithal to ask and say, how many times did you go tonight? (laughs) I think we'd be, I think they, especially if people had to really give you an honest answer, I think it'd be an eye-opener for them. Yeah, I know, I know. Uh, How do we get more information about this? Joe, you want to take uh, Yeah, you, you can go to com. U-R-I-N-O-Z-I-N-C.com. It's a natural supplement replacing all that that has been evolved out of the foods that we eat because we don't prepare our foods. Okay. Uh, doctor, thank you so much for your time and the information. Bill, uh, thanks for uh, making us laugh and getting through this life thing. Well, <laughs> we uh, thank you, Ron. Appreciate you doing this for us, brother. It's a pleasure. You take care now. Well, that'll do it for me today. You've been wonderful. I'll be back again tomorrow with a brand new show. But until then, I wish you peace. Peace.